This is Sid Roth saying, Shalom Mishpacha. Mishpacha is a Hebrew word. It means family. And we're the Mishpacha, the family with a Jewish heart. Welcome to today's edition of Messianic Vision and another appointment for you to be mentored to fulfill your destiny with one of our It's Supernatural guests. And now, here's your host for this program, It's Supernatural television producer, Donna Chavis. Well, thank you so much, Sid, and thank you all for listening today to Messianic Vision. My guest today is a teacher, he's a pastor, an author, and a frequent guest here at Sid Roth Ministries. He carries a profound revelation of the Word of God and demonstrates that every single believer, that includes you and me, can walk in God's supernatural power. Please welcome Dr. Keenan Bridges. Hi, Keenan. Hey, Sister Donna. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, my goodness. I'm so excited. Hey, listen, I want to read just a couple of lines uh, that this came directly from you. I got it out of your book, and it came from you, and it just excited me so much. God wants us to live a supernatural lifestyle full of his grace and power. He wants us to be free of problems that hinder us from moving forward in life, such as fear, guilt, depression. He desires that we move in miracles, signs, and wonders as we expand his kingdom here on earth. Well, who doesn't want that? But Pastor Keenan, we see frequently, all too frequently, that many believers never enter into this type of a supernatural lifestyle. So you've written a brand new book called Unlocking the Code of the Supernatural, and this is going to help many, many, many of us with that. Yeah, you know, Sister Donna, the lessons I share in this particular resource, it took me many years to learn, you know, and this journey, it opened up an amazing supernatural lifestyle for me. And it's really something that every single believer can operate in. And that's those listening right now. That's everybody. You know, you don't have to have a title. You don't have to be a pope, a bishop, (laughs) pastor, a prelate. You don't have to be any of those things. Every believer has been called and commissioned to operate in the supernatural. You know, my prayer is that through this teaching, that the journey would be shortened You know, I've heard many times before that the benefit of a mentor is that you can benefit from their information, their insight, their revelation, without the pain of their process. And so I really would like for people to be accelerated on this journey into the supernatural and really develop a deeper relationship with God and loose the shackles of fear, you know, shame, guilt, yes, condemnation, the things that hinder us from being everything we were intended to be. Yes, yes. And I know you had said that you actually wrote this book so that we could operate in supernatural power, but you reveal one particular thing that a lot of us, many of us, are so unaware of something that's so profound. I know you wrote this book because you want us to be able to operate in supernatural power too, but you say there's there's one profound truth that many of us just do not get. We don't understand it. We don't really understand what it means, and we are just not there yet. And, and what is that truth? You know, I think the truth is that we're new creations, and that we've been born again. You know, that's a phrase we used to hear in the 80s and 90s. Yes, <laughs> yes. All the time. 
you know, Christian television coined the phrase, you know, have you been born again? And then it seems like after some time, we just drop that word. You know, Mm -hmm. we use other words, you know, are you a believer? Are you saved? Are you a follower of Jesus? We use those terminologies, which are important and they're correct. But the conversation that Jesus had with Nicodemus in John 3 is essential and us understanding the secret to living in the supernatural, the secret to God's power in us. And that is that God knew that it was not enough for us to be reformed. He knew that in order for us to be everything he intended from the Garden of Eden till now, we had to be transformed. Yes. In other words, we had to go through a metamorphosis, a change in our nature, our spiritual DNA. You know, the Bible says in Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17, says, If any man or woman be in Christ Yeshua, they are a new creation. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new, and all things are of God. The word new there, kainos, in the Greek it means of a new kind, recently made, something that never existed before. And I think one of the, the, the problems that we have is that, you know, when I was growing up, we would use this hymn, called Give Me That Old Time Religion. Mm-hmm. Yes. And the thing about it is, you know, there's nothing old time <laughs> about it. It's not old. It's new. You know, yes, it's their old foundations. And I understand the spirit of that hymn and I uh, understand the history of the church and understanding the forefathers of the, of the faith and all of that. And that's important. But I think we need to understand that that we are new. We're not old. You know, yes. we are we're brand new. We are born from above which means that we have the spiritual DNA of our Heavenly Father living, residing, flowing within us. It's just like my children. I have five children. Yes. Five is the number of grace. And I tell my wife and others who ask me, will I have more? I say his grace is sufficient for me. (laughs) So uh, I hope people catch that. (laughs) But the point is that, you know, My children look like me. Why? Because they have my genes. When the scripture says that we've been regenerated, it's not just the word regenerated. We've been regenerated. In other words, God put his genes inside of us so that we could become all that he is, so that we could look like him and be like him and speak like him. You know, I tell people the gospel message is very simple. The son of God became the son of man so that the sons of men could become sons of God. Wow. And that's what the world is waiting for. The world is waiting for the manifestation of sons, not just religious observance, but people who actually believe and know and tap into the reality that we are children of God. God is our father, not some distant deity, often the ethereal, but he is someone who is as close as our next breath that he's as close as our next heartbeat. That's how close he is. Jesus says the kingdom is within us. And so I believe that the new the new revelation or the new move of God that everybody's waiting for is something that was already known in the early church. Mm-hmm. It was known on the day of Pentecost. And I think we need to excavate those ancient foundations and get back to this secret, this ancient secret, which the Bible says Paul understood it He said the mystery, which was hidden from ages and generations, which is now revealed to this age, which is Christ in us. 
the hope of glory. This is the mystery that we don't have to go to a temple. We don't have to sacrifice bulls and goats anymore. But Jesus Christ is the ultimate sacrifice made an ever-living way to the Father, not only brought us into the Father's house, but he brought the Father's presence into us. Yes. And I think this will change the framework and the fabric of the church. You know what? That's such a wonderful reminder because you're you're exactly right. Those of us who are more mature in the Lord and have been believers for a long time, we're always looking for that new, that new revelation, that 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 new thing. But honestly, Pastor Keenan, we cannot forget those foundational truths that are what we we build our very life on when we we become a new creature in Christ. So mm-hmm. I love I've always said this about you. You are such a fantastic mixture of the practical and the profound. So (laughs) I call you profound, but honestly, you put it in a language that people understand. And this is a truth that people cannot skip by. I mean, this this Mm -hmm. foundational truth is where we build we, we build our entire life with God. And, and this is wonderful. You were talking about um, transformation that's happening within us and the life of God being in us, the DNA of God being in us. And when we are born again, you said we have our own spiritual access code. Now, there's a, there's a new word that everybody, the, the new folks will understand. We have our own spiritual access code. You know, it's amazing. I used to work in corporate America, and we had a huge contract with the government to administer different things involving Social Security and Medicare and all of this stuff. And I remember uh, we were given a key card. Yes. And uh, this key card is a little little key card. You would keep it on your person. It would have your ID on it, but it doubled as a as an as an access card. So. You would get into the front and you would tap it and it would it would go ding, you know, it would go green, <laughs> ding, ding, and then it will let you in. You know, you'd be able to get in. And, of course, every time you went in and out, same thing. So, of course, I uh, had transitioned from my corporate life into ministry, but they don't take your car back. They, they, they give you the card and they just deactivate it. And just for sport one day, I was in the complex because I was frequent the area that had a really nice cafeteria there. And I was eating there, and I said, "Let me just thing." And, and when I tapped it on the the uh, access device or the access panel, it said "doo doo." In other words, access denied. <laughs> and I said, "Wow." <laughs> and I think for some of us, we don't realize that the Word of God is our access code into the supernatural. Yes. You know, the Bible says in John chapter one that that in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was. God, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and all things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made in Him was life, and the life was the light of men. And it goes on and on and on about the ontology of Jesus. So Jesus is the Word, and Jesus is the only legal entry into the supernatural. Mm. Any other entry or any other attempt to enter into the supernatural is illegal. And so many people are trying to find many ways Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Right. And that's why he's given us his name. He's given us his word, right? And when we use his word, it's like the access code that I was talking about earlier. It goes, and it allows me to access those miracles, access those manifestations, access the power, the anointing. 
is through the word, you know? We have a generation today that really doesn't understand the profound power of the word of God. Mm. You know, sometimes you go to churches and the word is not even really preached anymore. You know, it's more like, um, you know, like a motivational speech or, or, or great exhortation. And those things are great. Yes. But, but, but Paul said, I am not ashamed of the gospel, a.k.a. the word of God, for it is the power of God unto salvation. Yes. In other words, it, the word is what unlocks the dunamis power. And if we replace the word with religious sentiment, or philosophies of men, we hear that other sound that I heard when I tried to use my key card <laughs> when it was expired, meaning that access is denied. <laughs> you, can't, you can't get in with that. You yes. can't get in with that. And so if we want to live a supernatural life, we have to use the right code. We have to use the right access code that God has given us, and that code is the Word of God. Because the Word of God reveals the heart of God, reveals the mind of God, reveals the will of God. And that's why the Bible says if we ask anything, watch this, according to His will. In other words, if we use the right access code, it shall be done. But if we ask amiss, then we're going to find ourselves in a state of frustration. Yes. Yes. And one of the things that I loved so much, I mean, you talk about these profound truths in this um, latest writing that you have done, Unlocking the Code of the Supernatural. One of these truths that I love so much, and and we find it in our access code and the Word, is talking about being one with the Father. I think so many of us, and may, maybe I didn't at one point either, and so many people listening may be in that spot where we don't really take a moment to ponder what does it really mean to be one with the Father? You know, I think in my opinion, this is one of the most profound spiritual truths I ever came to realize. You know, because growing up in church, I I grew up in church my whole life. You know, I was a career Christian or a career uh, religious person and, and I knew the order of service back and forth. In fact, as a kid, I didn't even want to go to church because we would go to church. This is this new generation of churchgoers, they have a good, Sister Donna, you know, good <laughs> 45 minutes to an hour, they're good. We would be in there for three hours, I know. four hours, it's just all day long. And my mother went to multiple services. She would go to 8 o'clock. She would go to <laughs> 11 o'clock. She would go to 6.30 service. And I'm thinking, Mom, how much church can you get? What didn't you get the first service that you yeah where's the food (laughs) yeah (laughs) so but i came to understand that god did not present us you see the, the 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 gospel is not a presentation of rules Mm. it's a presentation of a relationship yes and this is so powerful as simple as that sounds god wants us to have a relationship with him in fact when we were born again, we were made one with the Father, one spirit with the Father. Jesus prayed this prayer in John 17. He says, Father, I pray that they may be one, even as we are one, as I am in you and you are in me, yes. and they are one in us. We are one with the Father. I mean, my goodness, ponder that. Think about that. You're not chopped liver. You're not sliced bread. You are one with the Father. Jesus paid the ultimate price 
to give us a position of intimacy in the Father's house so that I and the Father, just as Jesus and the Father are one, we and the Father are one. The Bible says whoever is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. I mean, this means that I have the mind of Christ. It means that when we understand, you know, because oftentimes we say, well, his ways are not our ways and his thoughts are not our thoughts. And we quote that and, and they're quoting from Isaiah. But we have to keep reading because in First, in First Corinthians it says, it says, I have not seen nor ear heard, neither has entered into the heart of man the things that God has prepared for him. But if you keep reading the, the, the book, it says, but the Spirit reveals all these things. Mm-hmm. That the Spirit searches all things, even the deep things of God. He has revealed these things to us by His Spirit, that the Holy Spirit lives inside of us. And this means that, think about it this way. When I stretch my hands, when I stretch my hands to heal the sick, Jesus is stretching His hands in me yes. and with me. When I pray, I am not just praying to the Father, but I am praying in the Father. Yes. In the in the person of Jesus. I'm praying in his person. That's what it means to pray in his name. It means to pray in his person, to step into his character, his nature, his identity. And I think that if we would really grasp this, Sister Donna, the issues that we have, like struggling with sin, struggling with fear, struggling with feelings of worthlessness and rejection, they will begin to dissipate because we would be totally overwhelmed with the consciousness of God, that God is in us and he is with us and that he loves us and that we are one with him. There is no distance between me and he. Yes. There is no distance between heaven and earth that Jesus has become, his body has become the bridge between heaven and earth. That, that gives us this connection to the Father. Yes. And I think this is very profound because most people wrestle with identity. Most people wrestle with the fact, well, I know that these great evangelists and these great generals of the faith were able to do that, but that's good for them. But what I'm trying to tell people and what I'm attempting to do is to help us understand that it's not just them, it's us. It's us. We having the same spirit of faith. We have the same spirit of faith. And so I think that if people could really grasp that they are one with God, this is a vital key in releasing his supernatural presence and power That's right. in our lives. That's right. I love the way you said it when you said, when we embrace the truth that the same spirit who raised Jesus from the dead dwells inside of us. This is what you said. Come on. You said, victory will be ours for the taking. Whew. That's right. <laughs> That's right. I'm going to be like your mama now. I'm going to do a little shouting here. <laughs> That's good. But it's true. I mean, it's so true. Um, What if I told people that we're not waiting on victory? Victory is waiting on us. What if I told people that you're not waiting on a breakthrough? Breakthrough is waiting on you. Mm. And if we understood our identity and who we are, I mean, you know, I found out something, Sister Donna, that's amazing. Every wife is her best when she feels loved. Yes, yes. When she feels secure, when she feels that, 
you know what, I'm safe in this relationship. You're going to get the best out of your spouse. Every husband feels his best when when he feels accepted, loved, appreciated, respected, so forth and so on. We feel our best when we know that we are loved. And this is why God says, I love you. Mm. I love you. What is he doing? He's bringing out the best in us. Here's the irony of it all. The best in us is him. Yes, yes. <laughs> he is the best in us. He is the best in us. You know, God told me something amazing, Sister Donna. He said, he said son, the greatest gift I can give to any human being is myself. Wow. What better gift in the universe? I mean, who can top that gift? You, talk, you want to talk about being jealous at the Secret Santa party? You know, <laughs> imagine somebody unwrapping God, you know, <laughs> under the Christmas tree. Well, that's what he's done for us. You know, in fact, on the day of Pentecost, Pentecost was the birthday of the church. Yes. And we know that God is a good gift giver. So what does he give us? on the day of Pentecost, because you have to give a birthday gift on somebody's birthday. Right. Well, he gives the greatest gift. He gives his Holy Spirit. He gives his presence to the church as the ultimate gift. Now, the biggest thing you can do to insult someone who gives you a gift is never unwrap it. Mm. You know, some of us have treated the Holy Spirit like the fruitcake that we got three Christmases ago. That's in our that's in our attic. That it it'll never die. It's about a thousand years old, and we still have it. <laughs> and it's the same way, you know. Many people have not fully unwrapped the gift, the precious gift of salvation, the precious gift of the Holy Spirit, the precious gift of Christ in them. Because once the church unwraps this gift, it will release an awakening that we have never seen before in our lifetimes. Yes. It will release a supernatural outbreak that will be so viral, that it's so contagious, that everyone that comes into contact with us is infected by this spiritual outpouring. Yes. And I really believe that. I believe that the world is waiting for the manifestation of sons. Sons, not just religious observance. But sons, right. sons, sons tells us that we have a father and that we have his genetic code inside of us so that we look like him. Jesus told his disciples in John 14, he says, if you've seen me, you've seen the father. Can you imagine, Sister Donna, someone that's never stepped foot in the church, somebody that has never gone to a Bible study or a midweek service or gone to a Sunday morning service or even a Saturday service, but you go into a restaurant or a place of, of patronage, and they see you. Mm-hmm. And because of what you're walking in and because of the presence that you carry, that person can now say, I've gotten a glimpse of heaven. Yes. I've gotten a glimpse of the father yes. because wow. I saw his daughter. Yes, and wow. his daughter looks just like him. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. I love that. But now you're saying that the more we know who we are and whose we are, the more the enemy, the more the enemy just hates that. I love what you called us, Pastor Keenan. You said we are dangerously new creations. That's right. We are. We are dangerously new creations because we are 
an existential threat to the powers of darkness. These truths about who Jesus is and what it means that he dwells within us have a very deep implication in living supernaturally. You see, when we understand this, Sister Donna, we will be overcomers who live in a, hear this, a perpetual state of victory. Mm. Imagine that we are like bombs. Right? Yeah. And you know, the Bible says actually in Acts chapter 1, it says you shall receive power after the Holy Spirit has come upon you. Well, guess what that word means? Power. It's the word dunamis. is where we get the English word dynamite. In other words, when the Holy Spirit came into us, we became like sticks of dynamite. And what happens is the only thing you need to do is to activate it, to trigger it, to ignite it. And I believe that we have, in a positive way, I know it's, it can be a negative reference, but in a positive way, we're like dynamite to the enemy, right? Yes. We're dynamite to yes. the enemy. In other words, that God can plant us in the culture. He can plant us in the bloodlines. He can plant us in communities. And we begin to demolish the kingdom of darkness. We begin to literally tear down demonic infrastructures that have existed for centuries even, and we begin to establish new systems. You see, when when uh, you want to build a skyscraper, you have to use explosives mm-hmm. because you have to be able to to destroy what's there in order to build something new. And I believe even now as I'm talking, by the power of the Holy Spirit, that dunamis power is blowing up that religious system. It's blowing up that fear, that yes. shame, so that God can establish his righteousness, his truth, his love in our hearts, so that we begin to be lights in the midst of the darkness. I believe this is what everybody is looking for, and maybe we didn't have the language for it, but this is what everyone is waiting on. Yes, God is waiting on a remnant of believers who will actually step into the new creation and live out the reality of what it means to to be born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible, which lives and abides forever. I'm trying not to get excited. I feel like I'm, I'm about to <laughs> preach in a minute, so you better grab me. Well, you know what? You have our permission. I think everyone listening would be <laughs> okay with that, Pastor Keenan. <laughs> and your mama would be proud. <laughs> Thank you. Hey, listen, I, I wanted to let everybody know about this this resource package that we're making available today. We've been talking about some of these profound truths and the power behind them. And if you feel like you need a renewing in your spirit of the profound truths of the Bible that get that power down inside of you. And, and as, as Pastor Keenan tells you, he tells you exactly what to do with it, how to use it, what it's for. And the enemy hates this when we know this, but he has put together a package that is so, so powerful for you. It's his brand new book and brand new and exclusive audio teaching series called Unlocking the Code of the Supernatural. And Pastor Keenan, I know within your book, at the end of the chapters, you have put these what you call supernatural insights. It's these little nuggets, these power nuggets, and also prayers so that we could have victory in our life. 
Yeah, I have. And I believe that these are so important that we learn how to make the proper declarations over our lives, that we learn how to pray according to the will of God. Job twenty two twenty eight teaches us that we shall decree a thing and it shall be established. And this is designed to help people understand the power of cooperation. You know, when the Bible talks about us confessing in Romans 10, it's an interesting Greek word. It's the word homologeo. It's two words. Homo, of course, means the same. And the word logeo means speech or to speak. And so the idea then is that when we say what God says, when we say what God says, we will see what God says. Mm, yes. And when we see what God says, we will have what he says. So I think this is so important. And this is all throughout the teaching. I think it's really going to bless a lot of people. Yes, yes. And you know what? Something else that just really was so, so powerful to me, when you are teaching on being one and, and, and all of these things of who we are and whose we are, you talk and teach about position, our position. Tell us a little bit about that. So when we talk about righteousness, righteousness is a position. You know, the Bible talks about in Romans 10 when Paul is is exhorting his brethren, his fellow Israelites, his fellow Jewish people. He says that they're ignorant of God's righteousness and they're going about to establish their own righteousness. You see, those who still who still try to establish their own righteousness will hinder their freedom in the spirit and their ability to walk in the supernatural. You see, the truth is that God has already reserved a place or a position for us. This is what Jesus said in John chapter 14. He says, I go and prepare a place for you. And that place is not just a geographic location, but that place is a position. That place is literally a position of righteousness. It means to be in right standing with God. You know, I tell people this analogy all the time, Sister Donna, that I think will help us understand this even more. When I first started traveling internationally, and I had the first opportunity to fly international business class. Now, I was blessed with this because I, at the time, it wasn't in my budget to do that, but I was blessed to fly international business class. And of course, I've been used to flying coach my whole life. Here it is, I'm flying international business class, and it's a totally different experience. A totally different experience. I mean, we're on the same plane and we're going to the same location, mm-hmm. but some are getting crackers and and juice boxes and others are getting shrimp and steak. <laughs> you know, on the same on the same plane. And you say, Well why? Well it's because of where they're seated. Their position, yeah. When you're seated in first class, you have a first class experience. But if you're seated in coach, you have a coach experience. Mm-hmm. You see, when he seated us together with him, what he seated us in was a position of favor, blessing, and acceptance in our relationship with God. All that the Father has was given to Jesus. And all that Jesus has was given to us. Yes. We're joint heirs with Jesus. What victory we will experience when we possess this revelation. So I think of it this way. You know, 
you know, you go to a wedding party, right? Ephesians chapter 2, verse 6, it says, we are seated with Jesus in heavenly places. Well, think about that. What's the significance of that? Mm. Well, you only sit at a wedding party with family members or esteemed guests. You know, someone who doesn't know the bride can't sit at the bridal table or can't sit at the groom's table or the family of the groom's table. The seating arrangement tells us the importance, the value, and the significance of someone. Oh, Is that correct? Yes, that's good. Yes, sir. Whenever we sit somewhere, it indicates our relationship to the person who invited us. And here it is. Jesus says, you are so important to me. You are so valuable in the economy of God that you'll sit right next to me. Mm. And Jesus is seated right next to the Father. Yes. Isn't that amazing? It is that amazing. we're seated with him in heavenly places. Absolutely. We're not in coach. <laughs> we're in first class. <laughs> You want some of that shrimp and steak, don't you? But you know what? I know that's kind of funny, but but Pastor Keenan, I want all that God has for me. That's you right. know, you're teaching us here everything that he has, his love, his power, his provision. Now that we are in, in him, we have those things. Those things are ours. And and you tell the story of the man in John chapter 5, the, the, the crippled man that was laying there by the pool. And I, I love the way you tell that, the commands that Jesus gave to him, because you said he's laying there living beneath what there is for him. Yeah, that's one of my favorite stories. In John chapter 5, we see the story of the man at the pool of Bethesda. And ironically, I visited the pool of Bethesda in Israel. And you're talking about not like a kiddie pool, you know, that you see at Six Flags or or Universal Studios or, you know, Disney World. Shout out to all of those companies. But this <laughs> is a massive pool with thousands of people congregating around it. And Jesus goes to this man who has been there for 38 years. Wow. And he asked him a profound question, and he says, will you be made whole? And I feel the Holy Spirit right now, Sister Donna, asking people, will they be made whole? And some of us may be tempted to respond in the same way that this man responded, by saying, you know what? I've been here a long time, and every time I try to get in, and somebody gets in front of me, and he goes through a laundry list of excuses. Mm. You know what? I would be made whole, but I sat under some abusive leadership. You know, about 20 years ago, I've never really been right since. I I would be made whole, but I went through a nasty divorce. I would be made whole, but my spouse did this. My children did that. I was involved in a cult, and and they messed up my mind. And that's not the question. The, The question is not your history. The question is not your past. The question is the now. And I think that this is so important. Jesus says to this man, will you be made whole? And he began to articulate his victimhood. He was not focused on the now. He was focused on other people. He was looking to other people to provide for him, to accommodate him, to encourage him, to assist him, to help him. But Jesus, the author of the universe, is standing right in front of him. 
And he says, will you be made whole? See, this question is so important because this is one of the keys to living in victory. It is the volition, the exercising of the will. Jesus makes three declarations. He says, rise, take up your bed, and walk. Now, these were very important components because the first thing is to rise. We have to get up. We have to we have to elevate. You know, it's so funny. The word rise there actually means to to awake out of the sleep of death. In other words, this man was as good as dead. Yes. And Jesus says, I'm, I'm going to speak a word over you that resurrects you out of death. It resurrects you out of this dead situation that you're in. And then he says, take up your bed. And of course, we know that that means um, to take responsibility, to reject mm-hmm. the idea of victimhood. It means to be empowered, right? No longer be disempowered, but to begin to exercise your authority over your circumstances. And of course, he uses the last word. He says, walk. And this word walk, it means it's the implication was for him to continuously move forward. Jesus was not merely calling him to a life of natural progress, but also to a life filled with the supernatural power of God. Wow. In other words, in other words, it means that word walk there literally means in the Greek to make due use of every opportunity. From now on, and I'm prophesying to somebody now, from now on, because of the word of God, because of the power of the Holy Spirit, because of your spiritual rebirth, your spiritual resurrection, because of your empowerment, you will never in your life miss a divine opportunity. You'll never miss an opportunity to receive from God, You'll never miss an opportunity to be used by God. You'll never miss an opportunity to operate in his supernatural power, whether you're at the grocery store, the laundry mat, <laughs> whether you're at Walmart, came, wherever store you choose to go to, wherever you find yourself, that you will begin to perceive and understand and be sensitive to divine opportunities that God will use to change the world around you. In fact, I declare that from now on, eternity will invade time. Just like this man, Jesus invited him into the eternal now. Out of his past, out of his pain, his problems, he invited him into the eternal now where anything is possible. And I really believe that God is inviting us right in this moment, Sister Donna, into the eternal now where anything is possible. Yes, yes. And I would even say, I, I heard you say when you were talking about this just now, Pastor Keenan, living in victory that you're talking about involves our will, our answer to that question. And when Jesus said to that man, will you be made whole? It involves us answering, I will, I will. Make that decision today. Yes, yes, that's amazing. Let me tell everybody one more time before we have to go about this powerful package that you have put together, Pastor Keenan. It's your brand new book and brand new and exclusive three CD audio teaching series called Unlocking the Code of the Supernatural. I encourage you to get this. And Sid, as always, will be here at the end of the program to let you know how you can get this powerful, powerful resource package by Pastor Keenan Bridges. Keenan, we've got a couple minutes left, so I want to make sure that we talk about this. You know, a lot of people love good teaching, love good preaching, and they're like, whoa, that sounds like a lot. 
I can't do this on my own. And that's exactly right, isn't it? That's why we have the ministry of the Holy Spirit. That's right. You know, the Holy Spirit is the most important person on the earth right now. And I believe that in this season, in this hour, in this moment, I believe that the Holy Spirit wants to make himself so real to us in ways that we've not previously understood. To receive the full ministry of the Holy Spirit in our lives, we must recognize who he is. You know, in John chapter 16, verse 7, Jesus said that he will send the comforter. Yes. Now, that's the Greek word parakletos, and it means that this is the one who stands alongside us. Some translations say legal assistant. Mm-hmm. In other words, yes. the Holy Spirit is like a paralegal. He stands with us, and he helps us to navigate through the idiosyncrasies and the nuances of our lives. You can't do it on your own. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Because if you did it on your own, you'd probably mess it up and mess everybody else up. But we have someone who will help us. He is not only the comforter, he is the helper. He is our advocate. He, The Holy Spirit points us to Jesus all the time as our source, as our provider, our redeemer, as the miracle worker. And he's been assigned to guide us into all truth. And I believe that a lot of times we don't understand, or maybe we have underestimated the power of the Holy Spirit. He is the one that leads us into victory. He's the Mm. one that will correct you if you're wrong. He will guide you. He will encourage you. He will uplift you. He's the one that puts that little check in your spirit at times and says, don't you do that. (laughs) Don't you say that. Don't go there. (laughs) Right? But he's also the one that gives us boldness and the power to exercise spiritual authority. He's the one who gives us the empowerment to become witnesses and to live a victorious life. And we have to yield to the Holy Spirit. I do a teaching on this that's so important. Yielding to the Holy Spirit, yielding them, allowing him to manifest in and through us the way he desires. The Holy Spirit has been given to the church to empower us. And so we are not on our own, Sister Donna. We don't have to try to you know, reinvent the wheel or figure it out on our own. But we can allow the Holy Spirit, the person and power of the Spirit, to begin to enable us and equip us to move in these things. So I'm I'm teaching you all of this, but the question is, how do I do it? Well, he's the how. He is the how. You know, his power, his wisdom, his revelation and understanding will help guide us in order to implement the things that we are learning and to be able to see those things come into fruition. Yes, yes, into all truth, you say, you teach in your book. And you know what? You said the word earlier, advocate. Uh, You know, I love that word. I love to know that somebody is on my side. Somebody is standing up for me. Somebody is fighting for me. Someone is right beside of me through whatever we go through. And this world throws a lot at us. And man, I love to know that the Holy Spirit dwells inside of me and that he's walking alongside of me and he is wow. on my side. You know, I've got brothers. I have big brothers. I have, I, I love my brothers. <laughs> I know if I needed my brother, they would be there to Come stand on. up for me and to be on my side. And you know what? Wow, the Holy Spirit, man living on the inside of you, walking alongside of you, standing up for you, being on your side. 
Whew, I, that's another wow. one of those. I like to just kind of close is. my eyes for a moment and just ponder on that a little bit. Wow, wow, thank you. I, I want to do this before we go. I'm going to have you pray for everybody that's listening before we leave, but I'd love to hear a few testimonies from folks that have let you know how this message has been affecting them, how it's affected their life. What's happening out there when people get this message? I mean, we have so many testimonies. I can give you a couple. One couple, uh, they told me, they said that since being under this unlocking the code of supernatural teaching, their lives were completely changed. Both her and her husband have been personally healed by Jesus himself. The husband had glaucoma. The Lord healed him. She had chronic back pain since a teenager and was totally healed. And the coworkers on her job have noticed a difference in her life since she gave her life to Jesus and really surrendered to the power of the Holy Spirit. She was literally able to pray for a coworker, and the coworker was healed from dizziness instantly. <laughs> and now this person is ministering to so many other people. Uh, there's another instance. A woman was diagnosed with bone cancer. She was given a very negative prognosis by the doctors. She started to drive several hours to get to the church. We were teaching on this Code of the Supernatural teaching, and she would come weekly to, to sit under it. She began to go home and pray over herself. It wasn't even about me praying over her, but she began to pray over herself with this knowledge. And when she came back again, she reported that the doctors could not find the cancer in her body anymore. Wow. She was totally healed. Wow. I mean, we have so many testimonies. The last one I'll give you. A lady named Melissa received an impartation of carrying the power and presence of God to lay hands on the sick, and they feel the presence of God through, through, through this teaching. She's seen many people healed and set free from demonic powers. She also received healing from arthritis in her fingers. When uh, she was prayed over one night during a healing school, and she started to receive the revelation of the supernatural, now her whole family has been experiencing it. She's ministered to her whole family, children, husband, and all of them are reporting similar things. Yes, yes. You know what I'm hearing when you're talking about these testimonies is this is not just a teaching for yourself or for those that are listening, but this is one of those teachings that carry an anointing for impartation. This woman was yeah. praying over herself. She got it. She heard it from you. She received the teaching. She started praying over herself and received healing. There was a young man that you tell us about, too, that prayed over his parents. And, you know, he received this impartation of this teaching, of this message, and started ministering it to others. Wow, that is yeah. so powerful. So many testimonies just like that, hundreds of testimonies, if not thousands. Yes. I would love for you to pray a couple of things before we leave. Of course, I always want you to pray whatever the Holy Spirit leads you to pray, but I'd love for you to, to pray that people would receive that impartation, that they would receive the message and even the impartation to minister it to others. Father, in Jesus' name, I pray over every person listening to this, no matter where they are in the world, and I ask that you would open up the eyes of their understanding, that they would receive this revelation into their spirit, into their yes. inner being, and that they would be transformed, and that they would receive the boldness that comes from being righteous, that they are new creations in you, and they have your very DNA inside of you, inside yes. of them, and Lord, we activate this DNA inside of them so that they can be transformed by the power of the Holy Spirit. Lord, I thank you for the impartation now 
to begin to operate supernaturally, to begin to teach others to do so, and to begin to see effective prayers and results when they pray so that people will be able to experience the kingdom through their lives. God, we commit them to you, and we thank you now, even now, that the mantle of miracles is being passed on to people who will pass it on to others. In Jesus' name, amen. Yes, yes, amen. Pastor Keenan, thank you so much for joining us today. I certainly appreciate your time and your ministry. Bless you. It's such an honor. (laughs) Well, thank you. And I want everybody listening to know that Sid Roth is going to be here in just a moment to let you know how you can get Pastor Keenan Bridges' brand new book and brand new and exclusive audio teaching series called Unlocking the Code of the Supernatural. Sid? How would you like to have an access code to unlock the supernatural in your life? Once you have the access code, and know how to use it, you will never again be manipulated by fear and insecurity. You will be confident in your new identity, which empowers you to live the supernatural life. You will operate in revelation knowledge, wisdom, spiritual understanding, and yes, miracles. It's time to discover the unlimited, unmatched benefits of having your own personal access code to unlocking the supernatural. You're going to love Dr. Keenan Bridges' brand new book and brand new and exclusive three CD audio teaching series, Unlocking the Code of the Supernatural. I'll tell you, I heard him do this in our office, and this is some of the best teaching you're ever going to get. All of these resources for an investment of only 39 U.S. dollars. To order, call 1-800-447-2697. Once again, that's 1-800-447-2697. Or go to our website at sidroth.org. That's S-I-D-R-O-T-H dot O-R-G. Be sure to ask for offer number 9762. Once again, that's offer number 9762. 